Hey everybody, I'm your host and life coach, Kim Gross, and this is the Masks Off Podcast. In this podcast, I'm helping parents and teachers of teenagers and young adults to explore and understand the masks we often wear because of people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies so that they can guide their children and students in removing the masks and honoring their true selves. Each week we dive into how to go from a people-pleasing and perfectionistic prison to freedom, empowerment, and showing up fully in the world. You will hear about my personal experiences and wisdom, as well as from my knowledgeable guests. If you're ready to remove your masks and to help your children and students to do the same, drop into this week's episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of Masks Off. I am Kim Gross and today I have with me not one but two guests and this is my first time since flying solo on Masks Off that I'm interviewing two guests. So I'm so excited for this and the two guests are Vaughn and his son. 18, correct? Yes, yes, correct, correct. yes, correct. Okay. And his 18-year-old son, Xavier Ginter. And we're going to have such a great conversation. I cannot wait to jump in. So let me start with the quote as I normally do. The quote is, energy is never lost. It is transferred. When you overcome a fear, it returns as confidence. That's good. That is really, really good. That's by Greg Plitt. So thank you both for being here. I'm really excited. Let me first start with Vaughn. If you want to introduce yourself in your own words, and then you can pass it over to your son. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. And then Yesterday, it suddenly occurred to me to be a great idea to have Xavier on since we've had a lot of these conversations and yeah, he's one of my proudest protégés. I'm really glad he agreed to be on it. It, it took him about 10 seconds to agree to it. He's, he's up for most things at, at, at age 18. So I'm an online confidence coach for male teens and I was originally really a life coach, but then I saw that so much of what young men experience is based in confidence issues. So that's why I pivoted and just became a bit more focused on that. And so I live in Australia and that waterfall you see in my background there is where I live in Queensland on a idyllic mountain, a bit above sea level. And that's a water, iconic waterfall. So I live up here with, well, I did have three sons up here, three teenage sons, and Xavier's just moved down to the Gold Coast, which is somewhere more people would have heard of because it's one of Australia's biggest tourism destinations. It's got all the theme parks and so forth. So he's down on the tacky glitter strip where we're up here and <laughs> living a rural life. And you'll probably hear the rooster in the background. Um, and so my educational background is I was originally going to be an academic. So I ended up with a, a doctorate in philosophy of all things, but was sick of living inside my own head. 
And so I ended up working in more creative industries as a copywriter and then doing some video editing and screenplay writing. So I'll throw you over to Xavier. He's, he's my son and 18 years old, but there's a lot more to him than that. I love it. I'm 18. I graduated last year. During the day, I buy and sell phones. That's my business. You know, it's getting to a decent size. Last, last month, I sold 80 phones. It grossed over 30,000. I read a lot of philosophy uh, and psychology. It's very interesting to me. And, you know, particularly the masculine, feminine um, dynamic, very interesting to me. I love when I get to meet someone that is 18 years old or is around your age and is so self-aware and so hungry for this information rather than living so completely unconsciously. So I think it's amazing. And it's a testament to you, Vaughn. I'm sure that he is also just soaking in what he's seeing, learning, and feeling in his environment. Before we do jump into the conversation, as I was telling your dad before we started to hit record, that I wanted to just share a little blurb from The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis House, because he describes so eloquently what he struggled with, but what I do think that a majority of males do struggle with. And so it is from his book, The Mask of Masculinity, right in the beginning. And he was talking about, or if you become successful, it solves all your problems. And then he said, this is rooted in something that I learned as an athlete. If something was bothering you, you absolutely 100% did not bring it on the field. If you were struggling with something in school, that was your problem. And you had better fix it yourself or get really good at faking your way through. Just don't let it impact your performance, right? The key, don't let whatever your problems are impact your performance. As an entrepreneur and a media personality, I felt a similar pressure, he says. Show everyone how great your life is going how much of a badass dude you are because no one wants to hear your complaints on social media, toughing it out and then winning. I learned over and over again that this was the cure for all ails, especially if you're a man. So I want to unpack that a little bit. I'll start with you, Vaughn, if, and see what your thoughts are on what he said about that. Well, from reading the book on your recommendation, he and I have a pretty similar background mm-hmm. in that we were both gawky teens that had real self-esteem issues and learned different coping ne- mechanisms and then overcame that and probably overcompensated. Uh, I became a competitive bodybuilder and achieved a number of titles and he did what he did athletically. And a lot of it was just compensating for things and just hiding other things. I remember when I was started university, I was in the Dean's office after the first term signing myself out. I said, I just, 
yeah, I'm not getting the grades I want, so I might as well just quit. And he said, I'll just stick it out for a bit longer. And I ended up staying for eight years and getting a doctorate. Then <laughs> I used to be too scared to go to school, dances and dance. And I ended up doing it professionally a few years later. And I was always too scared to take my shirt off at the beach. And then I became you know, a competitive bodybuilder and fitness model. I understand where he's coming from. And instead of masking these things, I took it a step further with, with each thing. I love, love that you said that because what you are highlighting right there in those examples is, and what I'm hearing you say is that being who you truly were, your true authentic self, you didn't feel was good enough, worthy enough, valuable enough. So you had to go to this other extreme, swing the pendulum and become an uber bodybuilder, uber dancer, uber get the eight, eight years of study in because just being you as you were wasn't enough. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. My friends used to say, please don't be yourself. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> You'll never get any social acceptability. It took probably till my late 20s, early 30s to really accept myself. So that's one reason why I'm so proud of Xavier, because he's, for better or for worse, he's exactly who he is in every situation. He'll never tell anybody any sort of subterfuge about anything that he does. He's brutally honest. He's evolved quicker than I did. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Well, understandably so. I would be so ecstatic. So let's talk about that then, Xavier, because I love that you don't feel like you have to wear a mask and you don't feel like you have to be someone other than who you are. So what do you say? Is that just who you are? Were you born like that? Did you have to work at getting like that? And gee, that's that's something I probably have to think about for a very long time about when that sort of started. Um, Do you ever remember feeling like it wasn't okay to be who you were? Do you ever remember feeling afraid that if you said what you really thought or what you really believed that somehow you would be ridiculed, made fun of? The furthest back I can remember is grade seven and that was the first year of high school and I was sort of the leader of the friend group uh, because I was the best at soccer. We used to play soccer every day but then suddenly I got to high school no one wanted to play soccer anymore because we got all these school laptops. It was the most exciting thing for everybody so they all wanted to sit around and play games on their laptops. I said I'm not going to do that. I'm not a nerd. So I went and played soccer and that lost me all the friends I had so even then I guess I sort of stayed true to myself I think a part of me staying true to myself was <clears throat> I never really had many close friends to sort of sway me a, a lot of people that wear masks they try to fit in with their friend group they don't want to be pushed out but I don't think I was ever really scared of that Absolutely. Your dad just said that you have the confidence to be who you are now. You can speak, stop, say what you really think and what you really feel. Does that come easily to you? I'm trying to help 
other people that might be listening to if there's something that you have to work at to be like that, or is it just who you are? Well, saying what you think feels good. I mean, it's how you really feel. And if you live in accordance with what you really think, then you'll attract the right people and you'll attract the right things. And what's meant to be will be. You shouldn't fight it by lying and putting on a mask. Oh, I love that because that is what's so important, right? And that's a lot of the work that I do is to help people come more into alignment with being their true self, their whole self, and to be sovereign, right? You have this one life and are you going to really want to live that life for other people and what other people expect of you or what other people say you should say, what you should think, what you should believe? That's why we put the masks on because we're afraid to show up as this is me, take it or leave it. So we wear these masks of perfectionism or masculinity or people pleasing or being a rebel even is wearing a mask, a controller, a caretaker, all types of ways that we show up in the world as someone who we're not. We're not showing the world who we truly are. Go ahead. You're sort of trying out different things and eventually you do get that one that sticks and then all of a sudden it's not a mask. You have, you found out who you are. So you got to try on a few different things before you find who you really are, I think. The one thing that I find, there's this really complicated duplicity where there's a mask for your parents since you're generally still living at home and then also for your peer group. So with male teens, there's this whole thing with your parents where you're expected to, to be a good little boy and you uh, go from the, the compliant little boy to an, an out and out rebel, even though you probably don't really feel as rebellious as you're acting. Would you say that's probably correct, Xavier? Well, I think that's instilled by parents at a young age where you act against what your mother wants then she withdraws her love. So you say, this is why I have to be around my mum to get love, whether that's who you really are or you grow out of it. It's something where it, it takes a while to get to the point where you can actively go, I do not need my mother's love. I have other people around me. I love that he's saying that. Speak the truth. See, you're taking your mask off and you're speaking the truth. I love that because there was a time. So I have a son and a daughter. I have a 24-year-old son and a 21-year-old daughter. There was a time I was like that with both of my kids because that's how my mom was with me. If I didn't act the way she wanted me to act, if I didn't say what she wanted me to say, believe what she wanted me to believe, she would withdraw her love. And I love that you have that self-awareness. That's so freaking awesome in and of itself, number one. But number two, I didn't want to repeat that cycle. And I was doing it for a while until my kids were like 13 or 10 because I didn't know any better. But once I knew better, I started to do differently. And I tell my kids, listen, you don't have to keep me in your life. Just because I gave birth to you, they don't have to. They're young adults. They can choose to walk away from me. They can choose to have whoever they want in their lives. And that's the truth. And 
And I think because I allow them to be themselves, I allow them to say what they really think. If they have like an issue with me, they'll say to me now, because they know about masks off, they'll say, mom, take your mask off, right? If I'm showing up in a way that I'm projecting or I'm not proud of showing up, they, they call me out on it. And rather than me withdrawing my love, getting pissed off at them, yelling at them, blaming them, shaming them, I take a step back. I'm like, hmm, okay. I hear what they're saying. Is there truth to how I just showed up? Are they right? And then we have this conversation and we'll have a conversation about it. And 90% of the time they're right. (laughs) 99% of the time when I say something that they call me out on, I'm showing up from an old pattern, from an old way of being. And then I'm able to course correct. And so now they choose to have me in their life. Do you know what I mean? They choose to have me in their lives because they're allowed to be who they are. Hey friends, I didn't mean to leave you hanging. We'll get back to the show in a moment. Are you wondering whether you're a people pleaser or a perfectionist? Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, Kim, of course I know I am one, but I'm not sure all the ways that these patterns show up. Well, you can take my people pleaser perfectionist quiz on my website at kimgrosscoaching.com and find out the answers. And if nothing else, the quiz is really fun to do. Now let's get back to business. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation and why I keep having these conversations with guests over and over again is because I want people and parents to be aware of when young people as such as yourself are, and in your case, you're not putting on the mask, but when they are to notice if you're putting on a mask of having to show up a certain way around your mom so that she doesn't withdraw love, like that's unhealthy. That's not going to serve you or anyone else who has to do that. I think I just have to be aware of the mask I wear. I think most of them are aware and that's why most of them are very miserable. And a lot of teenagers say that they feel like they have friends, but they actually feel alone. And so I think that they are actually very aware that they have these masks and they are aware, obviously, because they don't tell their parents things because they think I can't be myself around my parents. What teenagers need more than anything, I think, is a a role model who has achieved the things they want to achieve, because obviously to get from where you are now to where you want to be, you have to do certain things. And the best way to find a role model and find how they've gotten to where they are and try to mimic them. What I have learned from myself and others is that we struggle when we are constantly looking outward for either validation or how we need to show up in the world rather than going inward. So a lot of times we are looking, as you said, to other people to tell us Mm. how we need to be in the world, how to show up in the world. Maybe initially it is parents, maybe it is a coach, maybe you wanna emulate this person or you wanna emulate that person. And I think it's okay to see good qualities, but if we're constantly looking outside of ourselves to define who it is we are, that's where I believe that we start to put these masks on because now it's coming from out there rather from inside. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. I guess I'm more saying to use them as a guide because if mm. you if you don't have a guide, then yes. you are going to try out 30 different things. And by the time you're 25, you will be nothing. Um, you just will have no idea who you are. So I, I'm all mean finding a role model um, and uh, use them as a guide. So, yes. so you at least have an idea of what you want to be. Yes. Because, yeah, otherwise then then you will try on 50 different masks and yeah. you, you, you just make no progress. I so. love that. That's awesome. That's why I said when you finished your statement, I said yes and no, because I do totally agree. Yes, it's good to have guides. It's good to try certain things out. Going back to then the second part, what your dad was saying about the alpha male, because that I feel like is totally a mask for a lot of men, and I, I can't say for sure because I'm not a man or a male, so I don't want to speak for but, and you said you were very interested in learning more about the balance between masculinity and feminine qualities. And I do believe that each of us has both, right? So what are your thoughts about what dad asked about the alpha male? What was the exact question, dad? I was just talking really about whether it's a legitimate and useful way to carry yourself in the world. Lewis House says it's not. He Lewis House in his book yeah. described it as being a crutch or a cross to bear. His chapters are all titled This Mask, That Mask, and so that chapter is the Alpha Mask. Yeah. And he was very good at wearing it because he was big and buff and successful at sport and then also in business. So he was the perfect alpha male outwardly. But he said he found it very limiting in terms of his self-development because experiencing and expressing vulnerability or kindness or compassion and just creating zero-sum games where there's only one winner rather than being a bit more collaborative and creating win-win scenarios which he feels is more courageous. And so my, my business, I didn't actually say it in the introduction, but my, my business name is Quietly Confident. Sigma males, who are more introverted, Sigma males don't need that validation. They're also known as lone wolves and they march to the beat of their own drum, which I've done my whole life, but didn't find acceptable. And I wasn't comfortable with it. It didn't I didn't fully embrace it until, like I said, my late 20s, early 30s and realized I just did have my own ideas about things and they were perfectly useful, interesting and valid. So that's where I'm at with the whole alpha male thing. Obviously, I could have done the whole alpha male thing as well, having tried a similar path to Lewis House, but really it left mm -hmm. me exactly like he said, feeling very empty and inauthentic. Alpha male is a bit of a blanket term. You sort of have to actually define what alpha male is because yes there are people that put on a mask and people that are trying to be alpha males and that sort of defeats the point of being an alpha male is when you're actively trying and <laughs> forcing things the idea of a, a normal quiet humble i guess overachieving slash successful man that's exactly what i strive to be i think when you start forcing it and you're not acting in accordance to your true self and for the lack of better terms the the god that is inside you if you're not acting in accordance with that then 
that's not healthy. So, um, so where does it become a problem? The alpha male, the ma- in terms of the mask. And do you agree with what dad said? Do you have other thoughts on it from what you see with guy friends or people in your circle? I think the main difference between a real alpha male and the douchebags is the humble bit. Mm. Um, when you take away the humble and they're all in your face and look at me, I'm so successful and so confident. It's like, well, you're not, or you wouldn't be bragging about it. You're not really yeah. that confident. It's a very high maintenance thing. Always trying to appear like the alpha male. And by definition, it's very lonely because there's going to be one winner in these situations. And if you actually achieve that, then like so many successful people experience you it's very lonely at the top and you'll get there and maybe you will or maybe you won't you'll either be cast off and brand yourself a loser if you have that sort of mentality or you will succeed but you'll be all alone and feel hollow and empty and unfulfilled at the top so yeah uh, it's, it's not a healthy mentality but it's a very common one with young men because they've got this thing about always wanting to appear strong wanting to appear right uh, is it really so you're the smartest and strongest person around and also the dominant personality your ideas are the most important in a group situation what will generally be followed i work on with coaching is not trying to push that down but just redirecting it just channel it into other things and not accepting external ideas about what you should be doing what you should be thinking how you should be um, but really looking inside yourself and taking that energy that you would have directed towards competition and validation and actually working on yourself which is something i'm very proud that xavier has done because he's just started reading self-development books over the last couple of years and really working on himself. And basically, I think we've been on a similar journey, Xavier and I. It was just fast-tracked very quickly for him. And part of that, I don't mind taking a bit of credit for myself. Through all this soccer, we used to have to go down to the city, which is about a 45-minute drive, four times a week. So we spent so much time in the car just talking about this stuff. And once he got interested in it, we would just talk together, bounce ideas off each other. And I think that probably helped fast-track it as well as him being a smart, self-aware young fella. Would you say that's fair enough, Xavier? Yeah, 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 that's fair enough. When you walk into a room and you have one guy who's telling everyone about his great achievements and you have another guy and you literally walk within five metres of him, you just go like, well, this guy, this guy means business. Even He doesn't even look at you, doesn't even say anything. There's just a certain aura that just radiates off them. It's it's insane. I, and I hear what you're saying and I, I get it. And that other person that you said is saying how great he is and telling all, you know, the war stories or I was this, I was that, and I make so much money and I have this. There's a lot of insecurity underneath that, right? If we were to really probably examine what's underneath, underneath, that person is probably very insecure, which is why he, and it's not even just he, she's as well, will go on and on and on about how great they are. And that's a huge mask. That's just because they're not okay with who who they truly are. Yet that other gentleman that you described where you just said he radiates out, that's what I'm talking about on masks off is having that kind of sovereignty, 
that kind of self-assuredness, that kind of inner knowing that I am, I'm essence. I am worthy just because I was freaking born. I don't need to have achievements to tell me that I'm worthy, but that's not how most of us were raised. And that's not how we lived, which again, credit to your dad and to you, of course, for being able to be open enough and self-aware enough to be able to hear because dad could have been in the car and it could have gone in one ear and out the other and, you know, <laughs> fallen on deaf ears because that can happen too. So there's something in you anyway, that you are probably a seeker, you're open, you're self-aware, your ears perked up because there's something in you that wanted that. But also back to your dad, I also believe that by you doing your work, by me doing my work, that we have the potential of changing generation, like seven generations. They say something like seven to 10 generations forward that we are healing by doing that work. And I think like six generations backwards that we can end up healing by doing that work. So kudos to you as well. Thank you so much for sharing so much insight and wisdom into wearing the mask of masculinity and to bring some more light to that. I have had, well, I've been doing masks off for over three years, three and a half years, over 200 episodes. And only recently have I been bringing on more males. And I'd say I probably have had maybe five, somewhere between five and 10. So the representation is very small compared to the number of females that I've had on. I want to bring on more males because I want to hear that side of it. And I love that you're doing the work and that this is important to you to Vaughn for you to help other young teen males to have more confidence, to have more self-esteem. And then for you, Xavier, for you to be shining your light in the way that you are, like what a beacon you are for other males your age. It's incredible. So any last words from either of you? I could talk about this all day. So I don't really have one thing that's on my mind need to act in accordance to your inner God and follow whatever direction you're being pushed towards. And that's all you can do. If it changes, then it changes. You just have to be happy for the moments you have and grateful of the past. Love it. Thank you. Vaughn? I would just like to <clears throat> firstly thank you for having us on. And I guess the last thing I'd want to share is just the importance amongst young men of developing what I call quiet confidence, which is just letting go of the need to always be right, always be strong, always be tough, and just be yourself, be vulnerable, be kind, be considerate, think of other people. And I'm pretty sure most people have a much happier, more authentic life living quietly confident than overtly confident. I was going to close it right here. I do have to ask one more thing because you just said something that really struck a chord with me, which is how do you help those young men so that they don't feel the pressure to have to be so strong and 
be tough and what else did Lewis House? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what? How well, do you? This will, uh, this will tie in nicely. We can go full circle here, going back to Greg Plitt's quote mm. about energy never being lost; it's always just transferred. So, what I do with my coaching is I help people really isolate their strengths and their values. Research has shown you get much more mileage out of improving your strengths than trying to correct your weaknesses. Um, so once you realize what your strengths are and then align them with your values, you become almost unstoppable. So the energy that you were directing into people pleasing, uh, beating yourself up about things, feeling inadequate and so forth. Once you realize what your actual strengths are and then align that with your values, you become unstoppable. You become strong and ultimately quietly confident where you don't mm -hmm. feel a need to prove anything to anyone uh, and that includes yourself. You don't need to prove yourself to yourself anymore, which is something I definitely did when I was growing up. Because I'm so strongly introverted, I wasn't really influenced too much by my peers, but the inner idea of what I should be and measuring up to that occupied a lot of my time. Whereas if I just transferred that energy into developing my strengths and realizing what I wanted in life and who I wanted to be and what I wanted to achieve, I would have been much better off, which is why yeah. I have a heart for helping young men direct their energy into into paths that will make them happy and feel more authentic rather than developing a ornate, very complicated mask. I love that. How does someone find you? Oh, well, because I'm based in Australia, we've got these .com.au um, extensions uh, on our domain names so I'm quietly confident well thank you I'm quietly confident quietly confident <laughs> com.au and Xavier same for you if you have links that you want to share as well that'd be great yeah yeah for sure okay this was awesome guys thank you so much I really appreciate you coming on yeah thank you so much for having us you're welcome Thank you, everybody, for joining in to another episode of Masks Off. I'm Kim Gross, and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Masks Off and you're ready to take the next step to overcoming people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies, you can reach out to me at kimgrosscoaching.com and book a call. You can also join my free Facebook group for more inspiration and tips. The link is in the show notes. I would love it if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget to share it with others. See you next Thursday on Masks Off with Kim Gross.